Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. I'm Debbie. I'm a compulsive overeater from Texas. And uh, I like to remember the, the first time I s- saw recovery and overeat that I had seen um, people in regular OA, but I was never really impressed with the people that I met. I know there's a lot of people with recovery in that program, but the ones that I met had long time and they were still quite large. And uh, this, in my other program, one of my girlfriends, um, our fellow AA people, she had been out having her fifth baby and she walked in the door and she had the body of a teenager. I could not believe my eyes. I could hardly wait for the meeting to be over so that I could get to her. And I said, where did you get this body? It's, it's so fabulous. I want one just like it. And she said, oh, well, come with me Sunday night and you can have one too. So I was like so excited. And um, so um, I went to that meeting. It was the Dallas meeting, the live meeting. And they have a book with all the before and afters, which I thought was just just incredible. And uh, so this this lady, she uh, sponsored me. She told me what the food plan was going to be. Of course, before I went to the meeting, I think it was like a Friday, I ate everything I could possibly think of that I would want to eat for the rest of my life. So I went there with a very full stomach and she gave me my food plan and I started the program and I, I, um, I began to lose weight. And after a short time, one of my coworkers said, um, how much weight have you lost? And I said, Oh, I've, I've lost 15 pounds. And she goes, Oh my goodness. That's a, that's a Turkey. You've lost a whole Turkey. So when I went to the grocery store, the next time I was looking for a 15 pound Turkey and I, I found some chickens and I picked them up and I thought, no wonder I was always so tired. I'm carrying around this, this Turkey, or I would pick up, you know, flour, you know, things that, that, that as I lost weight and I lost a toddler, um, I know some people have lost full-size adults. And in this program, we get to see people literally disappear. Um, I did so well in the program that I decided that I could do it on my own, which a lot of us do that. And I did for a while. Um, But then as we know, this is a progressive disease and I was out there for 10 years. And when I came back, I did not want people to see that I had gained weight. I just, in my other program, we have a saying when people return that we don't shoot our wounded. And I, I was not, um, I was greeted with open arms and not one bit, not one speck of judgment, which was just incredible to me. And I love to see people return because that tells me this really works or we would leave and not come back. Um, um, Let me see, I'm getting getting dry mouthed. Um, So the topic I've chosen is, um, so you can be thinking about it as a talk is, 
we don't eat no matter what, no matter what we don't eat. And when I came into my other program, they said, you know, we don't drink no matter what, no matter what we don't drink, even if your ass falls off. And I thought, wow, that'd be pretty serious. And so they said, if your ass falls off, you just pick it up and take it to a meeting. So I am, I am really big on meetings. In fact, right now I've had some very um, emotional things are happening and I have recommitted to going to 90 meetings in 90 days. And um, uh, my husband has a lot of, he's 10 years older than I am and he has a lot of physical and emotional problems, mental, pro mental problems, physical, mental. So uh, we go to a lot of doctor's appointments and a lot of emergency rooms. He also has a back heart. Um, so this one time that we went, um, we went in the afternoon to the emergency room and at six o'clock we were still there and at eight, 10 and 12, we were still there. And I had not had my, my dinner. And so uh, I was in contact with my sponsor and um, that's five minutes, Debbie. Okay, thanks. You know, we, uh, what I heard was we don't eat no matter what, we don't mean eat. It's pat, way past dinner time. I don't know when I'm going to get my dinner, but I, I'm not going to starve to death, you know, if I don't get to eat, you know, until whatever time. So I learned about emergency food. Thank you. I learned about emergency food and I now have this, uh, bag that has a breakfast, um, lunch and dinner and another breakfast. So, um, another time we went to the hospital many, many, many times. And thank you to COVID, they would not let me go in with him. So I sat in my car for six hours and I had my emergency food, but there were lots of fast food places around. And I was thinking first, where can I go just, you know, sit down and have dinner. And then I was like, just eat in your car. So after six hours, I went in and I, I kind of had it. And I was like, um, I've been in the parking lot for six hours. Can someone tell me what's going on with my husband? And they said, yes. And he was, he was checking himself out against medical advice. But the thing that was so um, great was I was not angry because I was hungry. And my, one of my sponsees calls it hangry. And so I was not angry because I was hungry and I was able to be nice. And um, so we don't eat no matter what, no matter what we don't, we don't eat. Um, uh, let's see. Um, so we had, um, not this week, but last week we had the Texas blizzard. I understand everybody knew about that. And so first we lost power and then we had, uh, I had a hot water leak that came down through the foundation and flooded my den. And then we had... I heard this hissing, which I've heard before. And so my cold water pipe was just spewing, spewing out, it had split. So my daughter, when she heard that the den was, um, well, my neighbor came over and mopped to help mop and get all the water out. So then we had to turn the water off. 
So my daughter came and got, got both of us and we went out to the ranch. So when she was coming and I don't know why I was so frantic. Uh, I think just everything, my nerves were shot. So I grabbed my emergency food and then I grabbed a bunch of stuff out of the refrigerator and freezer and uh, two, two pairs of pants and shirts. And so I left there with no makeup and no earrings, which I always wear my earrings and no shoes because I was wearing um, uh, house slippers. So I was able, I had all the food that I needed and uh, we were there for like three days. And then my neighbor told me the power had come back on. So um, we came on home and we got the pipe fixed and we're still waiting on hot water because they can't get to us until next Friday. So, um, the, but through all that, I, I, I was, I was amazingly calm. People were like, gosh, you sound like you're okay. And I'm like, yeah, um, I, I'm doing just fine. Um, so, um, again, you know, I was not, I was not tempted to eat. Um, my daughter kind of makes fun sometimes because I eat so much food. And in the beginning, the food, I was so amazed at how much good food we have and how beautiful it is. So I would take pictures of my food and send it to people. Look, look what I, what I get to eat. Um, so just because um, I'm abstinent, my life has not turned perfect. Um, when I, when I have had first got this sponsor, my sponsor asked me what my con concept of God was. And when, um, I don't know, my whole life, I just wanted to be a grandma. And so when my firstborn, um, when my daughter's first baby was born, I went over to the house and, and I held that baby all night long. And I just kissed her, I squeezed her and I, I cried because I was so happy. And I just loved her so much. And uh, people have always said to me, well, there's nothing like that first grandchild, no unless it's a second grandchild, which I got to go and spend the night. And I hugged this little boy and I kissed it and I cried because I was so happy. So I have five grandkids and with each one of them, I got to go and keep the baby all night long. But even my daughter-in-laws, I thought, well, you know, I'm the mother of the mother, so I get to do this, but I'm now the mother of the father. So I won't get to do it. And I understand that, but they were like, no, no, mom, we want you to come. And believe me before program, they would not have been saying that. That's another five, Debbie. Five. Okay. So, um, when, um, sorry, that's, so that's 10, 10 total. 10 total. Yeah. You're gotcha. Right. Thank you so much. So, uh, when my sponsor asked me the, um, my concept of God, I said, Oh, Years ago, I told this guy that he, my con, he says, so you, your God is like a great big grandma. And he kind of shamed me on it. And I said, yeah. And so my sponsor said, oh, so, so you have grandma God. And I was like, yeah, but there was no judgment. And then the next day she said, well, so let's talk more about grandma God. So a couple of weeks later, and I'm going to read this to you because it's so amazing. Um, I got this card in the mail 
and it has this old grandma on the front. And then I opened the card and this is what it said. It said, Grandma God, gentle, loving, wise and strong. Sometimes God is like a grandma. Grandma figures in our lives can serve as wonderful mirrors of the holy. They reflect a God who is warm and welcoming, full of wisdom and experience, a soft lap of safety. This image celebrates a God filled with hugs, treats, and treasures, who invites us to come in, come home, and be happy. And I was like, oh my goodness, when I saw that card. So I couldn't wait to call my sponsor. And I said, where did you find this card? And she said, well, Debbie, I bought that card 10 years ago. It's been waiting for you. So I think... Uh, I think God is so detailed. You know, I'm a retired hairdresser. And when I would cut the child of one of my clients, the cowlick would be exactly like the parent. No, God knows how many hairs we have and he places each one exactly where he wants them, like the parents. Now, that is the most detailed God, but again, I was thinking, oh, God is so detailed. 10 years ago, she bought this card for me. So um, I have um, a prayer closet and in the mornings, not every morning, because I do not work a pro perfect program, but I go into my prayer closet, which I cleaned out and I have little shelves with all my books and I have a lamp and I have this nice, comfortable chair and I have a little doggy bed because I have three little girl doggies and they like to come in there and meditate with me. And um, I um, talk to my sponsor and uh, of course talk to my sponsees and I make three phone calls a day. And I, uh, I've had sponsees confess to me, oh, well, I didn't make my three calls. And I go, well, you know, when you don't make your calls, you're just hurting yourself because you're denying yourself of all the support that this program gives us. And everyone I've ever talked to has been just so willing to support. Uh, we were talking earlier about the places that we, that, that we get to have people come. I, you know, I have a girlfriend in Sweden, I have Germany, Canada. Um, my sponsor lived, my sponsor lives in New Jersey. Um, no, New Hampshire. And um, I, I just think that we are, we are so, so, so fortunate. Um, one of the things that I heard in um, a meeting a while back was, um, oh gosh, my mind just went blank. Well, it was really good. but I can't remember it. It just went away. So I did hear this recently about self-pity. If you take the why off self-pity, you have self-pit. And I, I was diagnosed manic depressive 30 years ago, but um, I would just feel so sorry for myself. And so anyway, there's this, there's this man in, in the pit and he's hollering for help, you know, I help, help, somebody help me, I'm in the pit, I'm in the pit, please help me. 
And this gentleman comes to the top of the pit and he says, do you really want to get out of the pit? Now, sometimes I choose to be in the pit and I don't want out of the pit. I want to keep feeling sorry for myself or used to. So he says, yes, I do want to get out. So the man, the gentleman above jumps in the pit and the, and the man says, why did you jump in the pit? Now there's two of us in the pit. And the man says, the gentleman says, yes, but I have been here before and I know the way out. Follow me. Isn't that just came to me? Isn't that what we do for each other in this program? Uh, I remember a lady called me. Wait a minute. Let me let me, let me see. Oh, I'm losing. I'm losing again. Um, oh my goodness. So um, I had a lady call me one time. You know, she said, "I've got a bag of. I've got a bag in my lap. Help me." And I I, I talked her through that. Oh oh, I remember now. I remember what it was. I got to write it down before I forget it. Um, what if we treated God like our cell phones? It's the first thing I do in the morning. I check my messages throughout the day. I never leave home without it. And it's the last thing I do at night. So uh, how much time do I have left? So you have five minutes left or oh, a little goodness. less or four and a half. Okay. So I'll tell some grandchildren's stories. So uh, my granddaughter from Sacramento comes and she um, uh, spends uh, like a month or sometimes she spent the whole summer and she was little and, and um, at the edge time at the table, I would say the third step prayer. So, I mean, she was little tea party little. And I said, Tayden, do you want to say the prayer? And she said, yes. And so I thought she was going to, you know, God bless the food. God bless my dog, you know, all that stuff little kids do. And she goes, God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and do with me. And I was so shocked. I could not believe it. So uh, later that day, she was doing the tea party and she said, Grandma, do you want some tea? Well, this is what I heard. Grandma, would you like some lukewarm water and a dirty cup that's been at the bottom of the toy box? And I said, oh, I'm so full from lunch. I just, I just can't, can't, no, thank you. And she lifted that teacup up to me and she said, it will take away your difficulties. I think I will have some of that tea. And another, another time, um, the tea party again, and she goes, um, Grandma, do you want some tea? And I said, oh, you know, again, full lukewarm water. And, and, um, and she said, I said, oh, I don't think so. And she, she lifted and she said, oh, don't worry, I weighed it. So she knew that grandma weighs her food. My other grandkids, sometimes they, uh, they used to, in the beginning, they would say, um, oh, grandma, you can't have that. And I'd say, oh, yes, I can. I can have anything I want. I just choose to not have that. So I don't do sugar, sugar substitute, flour, caffeine. And I heard somebody say, and I'm also allergic to being told what to do, which I don't like that either. But with my sponsor, I do what she asked me to do, no matter what it is. And sometimes I do not like it, but I do it anyway. Um, let's see. 
okay, when we were on vacation one time with my daughter and her husband and my two grandkids in Mexico, and they had a trampoline of all things outside of the restaurant. So I took the kids out to the trampoline and my daughter knows how to order for me. So she and her husband were sitting there and the waiter came over and she ordered my food and the waiter walk started to walk away and she goes oh no no she said that that food is just for my mom now we're ready to order for ourselves because we eat so much food and I look at all that food and in the beginning I looked at it and I thought I am I would cry I would I'm going to gain weight these people are making they're making me eat all this food and first time I got on the scale I was just amazed because I always thought it was a, a cruel joke that um, God was playing on me that, you know, I would eat and gain weight and I would look at other people and what they were eating. I think, how come she gets to eat that? Look how thin she is. One minute and, left, Debbie. Okay. So, um, but I wasn't eating the right things. And so my sponsor gave me the food plan. I do what she asked me to do. I weigh exactly the right amount, which my husband goes, I know, but do you think everybody else is weighing like that? And I said, yes, I do. You know, it's four, four ounces, not, not four point either way. And he just really doesn't believe that everybody eats this way. Um, I um, am so grateful to be a member of uh, OA and so glad through this pandemic I uh, talked to a gentleman recently and he said, well, I've got the COVID-10 on me. And I said, you've only gained 10 pounds in a year. Oh, I said that, I think that is excellent. I would have, I'm sure I would have gained at least 50 pounds and I would be miserable. One of the things that I miss the most um, is I used to go by that place, you know, and get that hot stuff. And when I would drink, I would drink it straight down. I'd have them make it as hot as they could but I would drink it straight down. And then I wanted more. So five bucks down, you know, in a few minutes. And recently, um, or my sponsor said she was drinking, you know, hot water out of her Yeti. And I thought, well, I mean, who wants to drink hot That's water? Terrible. Okay. So um, anyway, I've been drinking hot water. And do you know that I'm satisfied with drinking the hot water? And I was never satisfied when I was drinking that other stuff. So do I give my number here? Thank you so much for listening to me and helping me uh, support me and my program.